Now, here's a test for whether you are ready to retire early. In fact, we'll tell you about that test and so much more on today's edition of Aging Options. The following is a paid program on this station. Aging Options, how can we help? It's time to know your options and master your future. My life, my plan, my way. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. Know your options. Aging Options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayich, as well as his co-host, Tariq Ansari. And good morning, one, good morning all. Welcome to Aging Options right here on AM770 KTTH. I am Tariq Ansari. Sitting right next to me is Rajiv Nagayich, and we are excited to be to be talking with you today, the last day of April, about all of these stories and so much more, including, as I mentioned in the open, testing whether you are ready to retire early. And, you know, we'll also talk about four phases in retirement. And if you can know what those are, you can do a much better job planning for your retirement. Exactly. It's just a phase. That's all it is. It's just a phase. (laughs) Also, ageism and how it lowers longevity by an average of seven and a half years. We will explain more about that today as well. And the first thing that comes to mind is what the heck is ageism? We hear about the term ageism. That's a good story to talk about. And finally, we'll also talk about that maybe you have been putting off preparing a will. Why do most people put off preparing a will? And how does that play out for families when people die without a will? Those are the stories we'll be talking about today on Aging Options. But we are also here for your calls. All right, because the stories here that we have are are big. Don't get me wrong. But the biggest story of all, each and every week, is always your story. So give us a call. 1-800-465-8770. We have Brady, the expert board op slash producer, there to take your call. He'll pick up the phone before you even finish dialing the number. I mean, it's a miracle, really. 1-800-465-8770. Again, that number to call in until 11 o'clock is 1-800-465-8770. And Rajiv, it's time to dive into the stories. So let's get into it. Now, I I think this is a very interesting one, this first one talking about early retirement, because this is something that my parents are kind of looking at right now. They're in their mid to later 50s, and they're now looking at this article because I I gained access to these on the Aging Options website on the blog post forum a few days ago, and I showed them this, and now they're rethinking this because apparently... Experts are saying the earlier you retire, the greater the risk. Uh, This kind of scared me a little bit on their behalf. Well, you know, it doesn't mean that one should become scared. I think it just means that one should become prepared more than scared, right? I mean, to make a decision about retiring, uh, there are many reasons why people retire. It could be poor health. It could be that the job went away and I'm having a hard time finding another job. could be I hate my job. I don't want to go. I can't wake up uh, and get excited about putting on the suit or putting on the, the, the attire to go to work anymore. Any number of good reasons why people want to retire. And the, the point of the 
the story really is twofold. One, there are two aspects of retirement. One is the financial reality, which is probably the more urgent one that we need to go ahead and take a look at and take a deep look at that and say today in an environment or at a time when the average person retirement could very well last about 30, 40 years, are we financially ready to be able to live 30 years of life with our quality of life, even though we know over time prices are only going to increase, income is probably not going to keep up with inflation, do we have the financial resources to navigate 30 years, even throwing in some financial health care, long-term care emergency bills into account? So that's the first thing that you need to take a look at. Are you financially ready? And the second thing that you need to take a look at is, are you psychologically ready? Too many people go into retirement without really having a clear plan, right? We get really excited about, oh, it's a time I am retiring. I'm done with retirement, right? I'm done with working. I'm now into retirement. And then pretty soon people go into retirement and say, I'm done with retirement. I'm back to work. So those are the two aspects of it. This is a good story for you to take a look at. And it talks about stress tests. And if we have some more time, we can go deeper into how do you test it. It's something, it's a tool called the financial dashboard. And we can talk about that. And that financial dashboard is a key. It's an asset to have. Uh, and again, we may talk more about that. But if you want to read more about that article, go to agingoptions.com. Go to the blog post section. And all the stories we talk about today, in fact, all the stories we've talked about uh, for months and months now, they're all on there. So you have your reading set for the weekend, for the week. I mean, any which way you have it, you are set there. Now, the second story I wanted to talk to you about also on the website. Uh, now, this Yale psychologist has demonstrated that apparently, and this is very very interesting age discrimination can actually take years off of seniors life and i that that really i mean if that isn't a, a vote for stopping ageism i don't know what it is but rajiv this is quite a scary a scary thought here yeah yeah there's a guy called dr levy who actually uh, does a study he did the study back in 20 uh, 10 and, and then prior to that he's, he's been doing this type of work for a long time and he basically is recognizing uh, and he, here's the thing that he does he does a test he puts some young kids into the room or people of different ages into the room and he says I want you to give me five words that describe older people and when you start looking at the words that are coming out uh, a few of them may be quite positive, like wisdom, creative, etc. But majority of them are things like senility, uh, stooped over, sick, discrepant, and unable to take care of themselves, etc. That's what ageism is. That just because somebody happens to be a certain age, it doesn't matter as to what their capabilities are. We don't take a look at them as individuals. We take a look at them as a group. And ageism... It's pretty much like, you know, you're going to do racial profiling. Uh, when you do racial profiling, you basically are saying that everyone that has a certain type of a skin color or a certain type of a look to them, they're all lumped into the same thing. Forget the fact that this individual may well not be part of the herd mentality, but they look like them, so we're going to treat them the same. And it's the same thing that comes with ageism. Ageism is just something that we have... Uh, come to basically, you know, seniors are but of a lot of jokes. Yep. And yep. Uh, what this story is telling is, uh, and I think that to really appreciate the story, he, he goes through an example, actually. And the example is that there's a person who goes out to a, a grocery store uh, with, a, with, with their parent, 
when the parent was over 70 years of age. And the parent, uh, she uh, runs into a crate that was in the middle of the aisle and she falls. And so they call the manager and the manager comes up and says, oh, old people fall all the time. You should not be walking in stores. You, 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 you ought not to be doing what you're doing. And what that did to this lady was it started making her question her own abilities from that point on. Maybe everyone is saying that I'm, I'm in a bad shape, so I am. And then he looked at research and he, he did he conducted many studies. And basically he said that once people start doubting their own capabilities and start getting, uh, start buying into the negative stereotypes of old age, it reduces your life, uh, your, your, your longevity by seven and a half years. People who maintain a positive outlook about life and growing old, they live on an average about seven and a half years longer. So ageism is real, right? I mean, just to call old people codgers, this, that, and the other, it doesn't do, one, it doesn't do us any favors. I mean, there, there are many parts of the world where old age is revered. I mean, you got there, you, you go there with a lot of battle scars. Yeah. But we don't respect that. We just basically put them aside. Great story to take a look at. It's nothing that's going to make you change how you, how you uh, act in life, but I think it'll make you aware a little bit about how what how our actions may be impacting other people, and particularly in the aging category. Absolutely. No, I think that's a great point, because I think a lot of people point to ageism when it comes to younger people. People my age are maybe a little, uh, a little younger, and it, it, it should be seen very clearly that it's, you know, it works on both ways, sadly, and uh, it should be stopped. It really, it's terrible to see it's still an issue, but good to bring light to it. More information about that story is available on agingoptions.com, the blog post as well. And if you have a comment on those last two stories or something that's also on your mind, they may not be related, but it's something we can help you with. Give us a call. 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. We are here with you until 11 o'clock for your questions and your calls. 1-800-465-8770. Now let's get into this third story here real quick as we have a couple minutes before our first break. Now, I like to say that when there's a will, there's a way. But if there isn't a will, there might be disastrous consequences because as we've talked about many times before, and now it's getting featured on this story, also on the Aging Options blog, dying without a will, it leaves your loved ones with this these, with these disastrous consequences, and in most cases, if not all, a burden. Right, it, it does. And, and I think, you know, I'll leave it to you to go and read it. We've all heard and we talk about in this uh, show, and, and I'm sure you've heard in, in other shows, or, or you've just read news stories about the difficult times people go through when somebody dies without will, and the family starts falling apart for any number of different reasons. So that I leave to you. But the thing that I wanted to accentuate here is why do people not prepare a will. I mean, that's always kind of in, in interesting to me. It's one of those things, why do people not exercise? We know exercise is good for us, but why do people not do it? And this is where I think it, 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 it kind of hits the mark. It basically says there are three reasons why people don't prepare a will. Number one, uh, the, the cost of the whole thing, it kind of puts them off. We'll have to spend some money. And, and the fact is, yes, uh, you have to pay costs. But today anymore on the Internet, there are cheap ways of doing it, either less expensive or in some cases totally free. And if you are questioning as to where those resources are, call us. I can talk to you about those. Another thing is going to be another reason why people put off uh, doing this planning is we don't want to think about dying. It's a hard thing for us to be thinking about. 
Uh, and the third thing is we don't know where to go, right? I mean, the fear of death is one of them. And then uh, also a lot of us don't understand how wealth gets transferred after we are dead. And then somehow we just don't pay attention to, you know, we have it, we're never going to die. Life goes on and boom, Prince, one day he's singing, the next day he's dead. Probably never thought he'd be dying tomorrow, so I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And we don't even think about what is the process of transferring wealth from one person to another person. So these are the common reasons why. But if you really think about it, put your mind to it, you can overcome pretty much all of these things. Uh, everything from money, you can do it free. Uh, if you're thinking about wealth transfer, how does that work? Or you're, uh, you're afraid of uh, uh, the fear of dying? Uh, then uh, go to one of the seminars that we end up doing. And then we can take away some of those fears because retirement planning or life planning or legal planning is not about dying. It is about living, making sure that you have a good life all the way to the end. Absolutely, 100%. And there are two coming up, by the way, and we'll mention this more in the show. But real quick, the next one coming up, it's going to be on May 7th, and that's going to be in Federal Way at the LifePoint Lock Campus at 1 p.m. That's a Saturday, and it's a week from now. If you do the math. So very close is one of those seminars. Now, let's say you're on the other side of the Tacoma Narrows Bridge and you're like, well, I'd love to make it out there, but I wish there was something closer. Well, guess what? Tuesday, May 10th at 630 p.m. at the beautiful Enigig Harbor, there's a seminar. So I'm telling you what, two seminars coming up, an opportunity for you to learn more about this, as Rajiv mentioned, and we'll mention it more throughout the show. Uh, it's a great opportunity. All right. It's a great opportunity. Now, real quick, before we get to break, there's one more story I want to mention here. Uh, now, the retire now retirement has four distinct phases. We mentioned this in the tease and how each one demands special planning and preparation. I know we're against a break here, but real quick, do you want to mention uh, a quick like summary of what those four phases might look like for someone who's interested is, or concerned? You know, yeah, Absolutely. This is such a good article. This is such a good article. It puts really retirement planning in perspective for all of us. This is the pre-retirement planning phase. So 10 years before you're going to retire is when you should start looking at retirement in a real way. And that's something it tracks everything that I've talked about. Then there's the early retirement. So pre-retirement, you got ready for retirement, you psychologically are ready, you're financially are ready, and now you're retired. Now, once you're retired and you've got all that in place, now you're into retirement. The first 10 years of retirement, which is the early retirement, probably the most expensive and probably the most active. Then you settle into middle retirement. And middle retirement is when the expenses are going to be the least in your life because you're relatively still healthy at this point of time. But you're not traveling as much and you're not really doing all the crazy wild things that you wanted to do. Now that's becoming old news cruises and, and, and going out to dinners every night and stuff. Somehow people kind of settle in. And then there is the late retirement, the later years, which is the hardest of all the years. And that's one of the, the times that nobody in, in very few people in America really have done a good job planning for this, this session. This is when your health is going to start failing. You will become a burden to other people. Your, your money is going to get taxed from a hundred different ways. So great article to take a look at. And, and when you take a look at life planning, really it helps you. It, it really, life planning is the only tool that I know of in America, the only tool that takes a look at all of these aspects of retirement and looks at every aspect of every phase, uh, health, housing, finance, legal, family, and shows you how to put it all together. Wonderful article. Absolutely. Four great articles today that you can see on agingoptions.com slash blog. You can find all of them there. Tony Bolin, who puts them together, he does a great job. So appreciate him for that. And we appreciate you for listening. And if you have a question, 
Give us a call, 1-800-465-8770, 1-800-465-8770. And it is time for a break, but you know what that means, Rajiv? We've got to play a game by the name of... Yes? What I was expecting you to say. What year what was year it? Was there we go. There we go. Rajiv, you left me hanging there, Rajiv. Gonna, I, know, to, I know, I know, I know. We're, we're going to have to talk after the show about that. No, I'm just kidding around. What year was it? What year was it is the game? All right. So get ready. Get your notes out. And here it is. What year was it when NASA was born? When the microchip was invented so that we could all process these things on our computers as we are right now. When gas was just 25 cents a gallon, another testament to how people my generation really have been screwed over by gas prices. And this was the most popular song of the year. Dream. A bit older, but still a classic. Oh, that's, a, that's a great song. I know it never gets old. This song never gets old. Yeah, absolutely. Song. I still get it, hear it in commercials nowadays. Now, what year did it originally come out? 1957, 1958, or 1959? We'll give you the answer at 10:59. So don't touch that dial. I, 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 don't do it. It's not a good idea. Don't touch that dial because. We have much more excellent information for you and your calls at 1-800-465-8770. Right here on this program, we have Lee from Kirkland and Willard from Reston on the line. We're going to take you right after this break, right here on AM770 KTTH. It's your turn to join the program. Give us a call at 800-465-8770. Once again, that toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Aging Options will be right back after this. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Homewatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. (laughs) I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayich. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. 
This is Rajiv Nakaj. With over a decade of experience practicing elder law, without hesitation, I can say that traditional estate planning can prove to be a recipe for disaster. Simply having a will or trust, powers of attorney, and living will does not fully protect your assets or help keep you out of institutional care settings or prevent your incapacity from becoming a burden on your loved ones. Join me at the next seminar and let me show you how to avoid the mistakes I see too many retirees make in planning for retirement today. Meet Rajiv Nagayich and ask questions at his next live seminar, Saturday, May 7th in Federal Way or May 10th in Gig Harbor. Take the fear out of retirement planning and make your reservation today at lifepointlaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. Online at lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. 253-838-3454. Call now. You really need to go to these aging oxygen seminars because it um, not only impacts you and your end of life, but it impacts your children for the rest of their lives. It will make a difference in their lives, too. Absolutely. So you better get a ticket to ride on the way to one of those seminars. I'm telling you, I had to throw a little Beatles joke there. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, one. Welcome back all to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. No, we're not a Beatles tribute show. We just like to throw around some pop culture references from the 60s every now and then. If you'd like to join the show, the number, it's for you. 1-800-465-8770. 1-800-465-8770. And we have a caller waiting with us right now with a question out of Kirkland, it's Lee. Lee, thank you so much for holding, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. Hi, Lee. Welcome to your live on the air. How can we help? Well, uh, I was wondering what can we do since a lot of health care providers are now refusing to take Medicare patients. I just had a doctor who I have been using told me they're not going to see me anymore. And yeah, since I'm 65, a, I can't say yeah. I'm not on Medicare. Yeah, and then you don't have Medicare right now? Well, yeah, I do because I'm actually 77. But yeah. Yeah. once they know your age, they say, oh, you're on Medicare. I, won't, I can't see you. Yeah, you know, and that, that is that, that is a challenge, particularly if you're used to seeing a particular doctor and that doctor has chosen not to participate in the Medicare program and they're not going to do it. The good news is that for every one doctor that does not take Medicare, there are about 50 doctors who do. Your challenge, in, uh, your challenge in looking for a doctor is not going to be just to find a doctor who accepts Medicare. But to find a doctor who accepts Medicare and is the right doctor to treat the physiology of a 70-year-old plus, which is different than what your physiology was when you were uh, much younger, 30, 40, and 50. You need to be looking for a board-certified geriatric doctor or a geriatric clinic to go ahead and work with. So the good news and all of the bad news is I'm with you. I think, you know, there's a lot of... uh, uh, there's a lot of challenge, uh, Lee, that, that, uh, in, in finding the right person. I mean, there is some challenge up there. But the good okay. news is that Here's if you put issue. your mind to, uh huh, go ahead. The issue is that some of the very best doctors are opting out. So, sure, I can find a doctor who can treat me, and I do have a geriatric doctor, but 
for some of the things that she can't handle, then I want to find the best doctor, and, and, uh, and they're, they're saying I don't take Medicare. Now, I did have one lady who managed um, a medical program, uh, and she said there is a form that you can sign that relieves the doctors of any uh, liability uh, of, of having running, a run-in with the Medicare and the federal government. But um, I, I don't know what the form is and where I would find it and where I would find the information that I can give to the doctor because when you mention it to a doctor, they don't know squat about it. I, you know, this is new to me, Lee. I mean, it is almost illegal for somebody to say, here, I will treat you if you only sign that if I screw up, you're not going to sue me. It doesn't work that way. And the lawyers are prohibited from doing something called prospective uh, protective planning. The lawyers are absolutely prohibited from going to a lawyer, uh, to a client and saying, here, please sign this release that you will not hold me uh, liable. I mean, nobody wants to hold anyone liable in life. But if there's no. malpractice that happens, you are going to. So I don't know what, what form this lady is talking about. The thing that I want to orient you to, Lee, is I would despair less about doctors not taking insurance. Your challenge at this point in time is how, where do you find the doctors who do accept Medicare and, and where do you find them? Uh, and, and again, you're saying you have a good geriatric doctor. Geriatric doctor is your primary care doctor. And if you need other specialists, then this person to, should be able to point you to, to, to places where you can go. And if you're still having difficulty, where do you live? What city do you live in? You're in Kirkland, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Kirkland in Evergreen, uh, in the Evergreen healthcare system, there is a senior care clinic up there. It's actually a geriatric clinic. That is one of the few ones in our state. There's one in Overlake in Bellevue and there's one in Kirkland. You go to either one of them, and you will be in great hands. Not only will your primary doctor, your geriatric doctor, who will be the primary care physician for you, will that person be very well in tune with what your needs are, but because they are part of a healthcare system, that means when you need to see a specialist, they will all be there, and they'll work it out amongst themselves. In Kirkland and Bellevue, you have less of a reason to to complain that you don't have your doctor, this particular doctor, choosing not to take take Medicare. If you're living the south end where I live, you don't have nearly as good as uh, geriatric clinics. You've got other clinics. You've got Iora as a geriatric clinic, but not affiliated with the hospital system, but still good, and they still help you out. So... Focus on that. If you get lost, Lee, give me a call. Give my office a call. I'll be happy to kind of give you some referrals and, and, and send you information about where you can find doctors. I can get plenty of referrals. My problem yeah. is that I, I tell a doctor, look, at, I'll pay. I don't want you to bill Medicare, but they just say, I, I won't take you because Medicare will be on my back and I don't want to deal with the federal government. That's, and, Which is and that's true. What I mean, they, is. Yeah, I mean, if they are affiliated with uh, uh, the hospital system, 
uh, at all to the Medicare system, then they they have to abide by, by their billing rules. You cannot say, don't, don't don't bill Medicare, I'll pay you privately. You can't do that. I think there's some challenges. There was something is missing here, Lee. I mean, I, I hear your frustration. I totally hear your frustration and the point you're making. But, but I have to tell you, after 22 years of experience in this field, uh, I think there are answers to it. It's not that your, your concerns are overblown or not well-founded, but I think the answers are there. I, th- I, I help too many people find proper care within our healthcare system. So there's something that I'm not putting my finger on, and we should take that off the air, and, and maybe you can call me on Monday or Tuesday, and we can talk about it, and I can walk you through with what you need to do if there's anything that can be done. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much and, for the call. And, and, and Lee, Lee, real quick, before you go, do you want the number uh, to call in, actually, real quick? Uh, no, I'm I'm a client of his. Yeah. Oh, well, then you're set. Uh, 1959. <laughs> That's your guess, 1959? All right, well, right. we'll give you the answer uh, at 59, but good guess. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for the call, Lee. Thank you. See, I, lo- I love that call, Rajiv, because not only did he have a, a very, really good question, he also gave a gave a guess for what year was it. So I gotta love that, right? And a very interesting uh, situation he's in. Hopefully, uh, you both can work that out. Um, but we are here look, looking at ten twenty eight here. So we've got only a couple minutes. And Rajiv, I want to take this time here, real quick, uh, for the next few seconds, to mention the seminars coming up because you've got two life planning events coming up, both in Federal Way and Gig Harbor on May the seventh and May the tenth, respectively. And uh, one is at one p.m., one at six thirty. Now you had great attendance at the last two; they were very successful. So now you're um, you're going back to Gig Harbor, and. Uh, I, by the way, I love that you keep keep doing this, especially uh, at the other side of the Tacoma Narrows Bridge, because that's where my grandmother still resides, and a lot of her friends really do need to know about this. So, um, if I was somebody who was maybe not one hundred percent sure, oh, maybe should, should I? I don't know. It sounds like a good idea, but I don't know. Should I? Should I go to one of these? Like, what, what would you say to someone who's like, you know, kind of considering this is on the edge about this? Well, I mean, clearly it's a choice that you're going to end up making whether you attend or whether you don't attend, but here's the reality. In face of 70% chances that you will grow old, end up in a nursing home, become a burden on loved ones or die broke, what choice do you really have? Now, you can be an ostrich and say, well, we'll deal with it when we get there. That's one way of doing it, which is what many of us do. Or you can say, no and heck no. I need to take charge of my retirement. I need to take charge of my future. I'm not waiting for the government. I'm not waiting for businesses to tell me what the right thing to do is. I'm going to take charge of my life and demand from the businesses what I want them to deliver for me. Then you have almost no choice. There is no place in America you can go and get this information. That I guarantee you. I'll go can go a step further and say like some of the promos we play on this show have people. I mean, there was one individual I think is a Bill Fralin who came in from Chicago to learn about what you do. I mean, Chicago. That's not like a a walk down the road. That's thousands of miles away just to hear about what Rajiv is doing, and it's in your backyard, ladies and gentlemen, your backyard. So guess what? May seventh, Saturday at one p.m. in Federal Way at the Life Point Law Campus, there is a Life Plan event featuring. The one and only Rajiv Nagaich in person, all right? Now, over the air, Rajiv Nagaich, it's, it's a cool experience, all right? It's great being on the air with you. But that's like that's the mini-sized bag of what you get. The Costco size is what you get at the seminar. See, people are already calling wanting to go to the seminar. You guys can hear in the background here. And also, Tuesday, May 10th at 6.30 p.m. in Gig Harbor. I'm telling you, it's a good idea. You're going to want to go to one of these seminars. 
And hey, it's free. That's the best part. Again, May 7th, 1 p.m. in Federal Way, and Tuesday, May 10th in at 6.30 p.m. in Gig Harbor. All right, now real quick, it's time for a break, but that means what year was it? So what year was it when NASA was born, when the microchip was invented, when gas was just 25 cents a gallon, and this was the most popular song of the year? Dream. Just a great song. Now, Lee guessed 1959, but the three options are 57, 58, and 59. So are you going to agree with Lee at 59? You're going to take a guess. It's 57 or 58? We'll get your guesses in now because we're giving you the answer at 1059. So stay tuned. A lot more coming up on this program. You're listening to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. We're here to take your questions. The number to call is 800-465-8770. Once again, that toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Rajiv and Tarek will be right back after this. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers. Let our family take care of yours. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. (laughs) I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayach. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. This is Rajiv Nagaj. With over a decade of experience practicing elder law, without hesitation, I can say that traditional estate planning can prove to be a recipe for disaster. Simply having a will or trust, powers of attorney, and living will does not fully protect your assets or help keep you out of institutional care settings or prevent your incapacity from becoming a burden on your loved ones. Join me at the next seminar and let me show you how to avoid the mistakes I see too many retirees make in planning for retirement today. Meet Rajiv Nagayich and ask questions at his next live seminar, Saturday, May 7th in Federal Way or May 10th in Gig Harbor. Take the fear out of retirement planning and make your reservation today at lifepointlaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. 
online at lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. 253-838-3454. Call now. There just didn't seem to be a thing that I mentioned that you didn't already know. And when I would mention things, this is how I know you're a good guy. Because when I would mention something, you were already there. You knew about it, and I'm impressed. We're impressed. Gary and I are impressed. Hey, they're impressed. All right. Needless to say, they're impressed. Welcome back to the show. AM 770 KTTH bringing you Asian options. Hey, if you want to call into the program, if you have any questions about the stories we've talked about, maybe something that's on your mind when it comes to the life planning. I mean, we have Rajiv Nagayich here. It's like talking football and having Joe Montana here or Joey Rice here. I mean, you got it. We have the best of the best here for your question. 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. We are here with you until 11 o'clock, so do give us a call at 1-800-465-8770. Now, we had a call earlier from Willard calling in from Ruston, and this is an off-air question. So uh, Willard is 94, and his question had to do with Safe Harbor Trusts. So he asked, do you need a normal and safe harbor trust or just one and not the other? So I, I think I understand your question, Willard. I think the, the question really is talking about do I need a revocable living trust and in addition to that, do I need a safe harbor trust? And the short answer to that is depending as to what you want to protect your money from. Look, there are three basic things that I have in mind when I'm thinking about helping people with legal planning uh, from a asset preservation perspective. The first thing is if you have a large enough estate, more than $2.2 million, and you die, then there will be some estate taxes your estate will have to pay on any asset amount that exceeds $2.2 million. So the first thing that I want to focus on is estate taxes. Uh, there are some simple ways you can protect your estate from having to pay estate taxes, but for that, you can sometimes build in a safe harbor trust and you can do that type of safe harbor trust inside of a revocable living trust, which means that, yes, you will need to have a revocable living trust, and inside of the revocable living trust, there will be a safe harbor trust that will spring into being when you pass away. The second way that you can, the second thing that you want to protect your assets from, and this is something that not everyone thinks about, that is going to be bad actors. Right. As people are growing old, they become very vulnerable to being taken advantage of by outside forces. And a safe harbor trust could be a really nifty way to protect your money from being stolen by bad actors. Somebody who might influence you to sign a check, change your will, change your powers of attorney, etc. For them, you need a safe harbor trust. And that takes it away from other people's abilities to be able to manipulate you against your own wishes or against your best interests. And the third thing that, that I worry about, which is for by far the majority of Americans who are middle class, the single biggest financial threat you're going to have to face is an uncovered medical illness. And for them, you would do a very different type of a safe harbor trust that has been created outside of a revocable living uh, trust. So that means even though if, I, if you want to get protection from Medicaid, you want Medicaid to be able to cover your bills if you end up in a nursing home or a care facility, and you want to create some sort of a trust structure to protect the assets, then that type of a trust structure will have to be prepared inside of a will. The living trust, the typical trust you're talking about, 
helps you protect your estate from having to go through probate. The safe harbor trusts done for Medicaid purposes must be created inside of a will which creates a probate. So if the, if the third step is important to you, protect your money from uncovered medical expenses, then you cannot have both the revocable trust and the safe harbor trust. So that is a basic overview of everything. And really the, the best way to get any of this stuff answered, Willard, is to use it with your own individual situation. You're not the average person out there. You are you. You are Willard. And Willard has his own financial reality, his own family relationships and dynamics. And and so you should work with somebody who understands all these issues and then help them guide you what is the best way for you to do that. I hope that kind of gives you some sense as to how this shakes out. And yeah, and thank you, Willard, for the call. We do appreciate it. Obviously, it was an uh, off-air one, but thanks for getting it in. And we hope to see you at one of the seminars coming up again on May 7th at 1 p.m. in Federal Way or on Tuesday, May 10th at 6.30 p.m. at the Inn at Gig Harbor. Now, I want to take this moment here, Rajiv, to uh, talk about uh, our, a couple of our sponsors for the program, including uh, Saket uh, Sanger f- uh, from Ameriprise. I, I, I tend to mispronounce his last name. I apologize, Saket, if I did. Uh, but Saket's been a longtime supporter of the show, and he's a uh, he is, you know, I mean, I like to consider him like an, like almost like a, a twin, a, not a twin to you, but kind of like a helping hand along with you when it comes to life planning and retirement. Like he has so many incredible ideas and a lot of excellent solutions to what are commonly perceived as really tough situations. It is. Uh, so. Uh, you know, so, so let me let me finish my thought on the on one of the other things. Also, I'm sorry, I don't mean to skirt your 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 issue that you're diverting us to, but the, the I, I had a thought about the four phases of retirement, and if I don't get it now, I'm getting too old. I might even forget it. The one phase of retirement, Willard, that connects to your call that you had basically uh, made to us is. In our pop culture planning, we do a lot of planning around the pre-retirement phase. Do you have enough money, et cetera? And you can go to financial planners, lawyers. They can all help you with that. You can go to some professionals who can help you with uh, early retirement planning stages when you're spending a lot of money. But really, that is left to you. Because once you've retired, if you've done your planning in pre-retirement phase, you'll be able to take care of what needs to be taken care of. The third and the fourth phases is where there's almost no professional who's helping you out there. Once you've settled down to routine and once you get to a point where you're starting to need needing some help uh, with, 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 with your day-to-day activities or you're not going out as often and, and, you know, the basic things that we do in younger ages, go on cruises, go on hikes, go on vacations – that's now an old thing, and and that really does not you know interest me very much. I'm closer to home. I love seeing my friends and my family, and I'm kind of settling in. That is okay as long as you're healthy. But the moment you lose your health, there is almost no planning, effective planning that is ever done around the whole thing. So, Willard, for someone like you, you know, when you're looking at asking the question, is is a revocable trust and safe harbor trust? Do we need that? Really, I think that the, the question you ought to be asking is a more basic question. Do I have a planning that will help make sure that I can live out my life the way that I want to and I will not be put into a nursing home against my wishes? And if I don't end up in a nursing home, it won't be because my children had to give up their daytime jobs and become my unpaid caregivers. 
And in the process, I'm able to protect the money. So your question really talked about the protecting of the money part of it, either whether it's from probate expenses or, or care expenses. It's just protecting money. But what about the other two pieces, which is housing and which is how your life will impact other people who you name as the agents in your documents? And that's a fault of our planning system. Our planning system really focuses on helping make sure that you understand you need lots of money. Why? Because financial planning industry makes money when they invest your money and they sell you products like long-term care insurance and annuities. That's how they make money. So the whole world is wrapped around the thinking that all you need is money, 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 money. And I can help you with that because those are things I can actually genuinely help and make a living by helping you. Uh, but there's no one really equating money to how do you have lots of money, casey casem, and still end up not being able to live out your life in your own home. Those are the missing pieces. Sorry, Tariq, I didn't mean to divert you. Now back to your question. Go ahead and ask it again. No, I, I think that's, I mean, obviously that's a really important point there to make. I mean, no need to apologize, sir. But I will say this. Um, I was just uh, mentioning uh, Saket, uh, our sponsors, Saket and, uh, and Joe, uh, Saket Sangar of, uh, right. of Ameriprise and uh, Joe Hillier of HomeWatch Caregivers. We're close to a break here, but do, can you just for a quick minute just describe, you know, like what, I mean, they, they've been a really big supporters for the show. Do you want to like describe, maybe say a few words for them real quick? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, with Joe Hillier, Home Watch Caregivers, he is a stalwart. I mean, I am a lawyer. I cannot help you when your health fails. I am not coming to your house and doing the work that needs to be done. My job is to pull all the pieces together to make sure that the day you fall ill, you have identified who you need to call, and this person will come to the house, organize the care coming to the house. As a lawyer, I will help you pinpoint where will the money come from to pay for all these caregivers who are going to come to the house. It doesn't always need to be a long-term care insurance policy, although that's a really good solution. Once we have identified the money, money by itself doesn't hire people coming in. I need a Joe to go ahead and pull all that stuff together. He's a great guy. He's really the the he, he's the person where I can say the rubber meets the road with Joe when it comes to the care needs once your health fails you that's Joe Saket on the other hand and I'm so glad I mean he's, he's been working as a financial planner for many years he was with UBS just recently transitioned from UBS over to Ameriprise UBS wonderful place to go ahead and work. And it's a great place for a lot of people where if you are having a money managed, it's a great place. But I will tell you, I will absolutely tell you, financial planning institutions such as UBS, Raymond James, all these other big companies, they're full of well-meaning people who know how to help you as long as they can make a money helping you. If what they have to do to help you does not really help them with their financial needs, with their financial well-being, you're not going to get that kind of education. Saket was one of the few exceptions who understood what life planning was. Life planning by itself does not make a financial planner rich. Life planning is a process of looking at all aspects of life and pulling them together. And a lot of times you're doing it out of labor of love. So after many years of working where he was, he just recently moved on to Ameriprise where he has a lot more freedom to be able to do things that he needs to do for his clients. And I'm so happy to have Saket because he's one of the few financial planners, genuinely one of the very few financial planners, who starts the conversation with not how do you need to invest money and what products you need to buy. 
He basically starts the conversation like I start a conversation. I want to look at the rest of your life and help you. Let's take a look at what are the chances that if you were to fall ill today, you will not become a burden, lose money or die, die broke or end up in a nursing home. He does it from a financial perspective. I do it from a legal perspective, a great partner to have. But still the same mindset, which I, I love. So that's excellent. Exactly. And by the way, if you want to contact Saket, his number is 206-234-7516. Again, that's for Saket Sanger, 206-234-7516. And for Joe Hillier of HomeWatch Caregivers, you can get him at 253-564-1006. Again, for Joe Hillier of HomeWatch Caregivers, 253 564 one zero zero six. Well, Rajiv, we are due for a break here, so it looks like it's time to play the game again for the third time. What year was it? So what year was it when NASA was born, when the microchip was invented, when gas was just 25 cents a gallon? Now it's about $25 a gallon. And this was the most popular song of the year. Dream. classic really we say it again and again but it's true so what year did it come out 1957 1958 or 1959 don't touch that dial we're going to tell you the answer in just about 10 minutes or so here and when we come back we have a question from a caller we'll also tell you more about the seminar and some more information that you'll want to know so touching that dial it would be a mistake because you are listening to aging options right here on am 770 ktth Now's your last chance to call into the show. The toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Once again, dial 800-465-8770. Rajiv and Tarek will be right back with more aging options right after this. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. (laughs) I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayach. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. This is Rajiv Nagaj. With over a decade of experience practicing elder law, without hesitation, I can say that traditional estate planning can prove to be a recipe for disaster. Simply having a will or trust, powers of attorney, and living will does not fully protect your assets or help keep you out of institutional care settings or prevent your incapacity from becoming a burden on your loved ones. Join me at the next seminar and let me show you how to avoid the mistakes I see too many retirees make in planning for retirement today. Meet Rajiv Nagayich and ask questions at his next live seminar, Saturday, May 7th in Federal Way, or May 10th in Gig Harbor. 
Take the fear out of retirement planning and make your reservation today at lifepointlaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. Online at lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. 253-838-3454. Call now. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers. Let our family take care of yours. It was because of Rajiv that we just kept standing up to the system, you know, out there saying everyone has to die in a hospital. So I wanted to say thank you so much. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rajiv, but it seems like your advice gave them satisfaction. <laughs> I just a guess, you know, just a guess. Uh, just Welcome a guess. back. Yeah. Aging options, making now not just Beatles buns. We have transitioned to the Rolling Stones, so that way all of you '60s rocks fans, are, you're you're all pleased now. Uh, we're here with you for another seven or eight minutes here, and I'll tell you what, we appreciate you so much for listening. Uh, we invite you to come out to the seminars on Saturday the seventh, a week from now, at one p.m. at the Federal Way Campus for Life Point Law. If you can't make that, that's completely fine especially if you live out by Gig Harbor, a beautiful city, I might add, because Tuesday, May 10th at 6.30 p.m. at the Inn at Gig Harbor, there's another seminar, and both feature Rajiv in person with excellent advice. I mean, this guy goes on PBS on, you know, on Master Your Future. If I'm not wrong, this man is not only a radio host, but a TV host, and he lives in your backyard. So I'll tell you what, you get a chance to see him, not just once, but twice. And if you can make it out to just one of those, at least... Hey, you're doing yourself a service. I'll tell you what, May 7th, Saturday, next Saturday, that is, at 1 p.m. at the Federal Way Campus for LifePoint Law, and Tuesday, May 10th at 6.30 p.m. in the Inn at Gig Harbor. Now, real quick, we only have a couple minutes here, Rajiv, but we had an off-air call, and this was from Rich of Linwood. Shout out to Linwood's Rich. All right, your question had to do with a doctor disclaimer, uh, and if that something goes wrong, that you cannot sue and he had to sign a waiver so this actually goes back to that phone call uh, you had earlier with Lee who was talking about you know, about the potential of a waiver and I think he called in as a result so apparently he had to sign a waiver and he wanted to know if there was a different way to do this uh, this seems like a like edging on illegal here if I'm not wrong you know the the thing is I have never seen that waiver and and if you get a chance to if you can uh, email me the waiver or somehow get it over to me so I can take a look at it I can certainly look at it I know from a lawyer's perspective we cannot ever ask our clients to waive their right to sue us for future action that is not yet taking place. It's called prospective protective actions. 
those are prohibited uh, for lawyers to engage in. And my suspicion is lawyers are not the only ones in that area. There must be some regulation that at least limits as to under what conditions they may be they may be used. So if you want to send that to me, I would be uh, I'd be very interested in looking at that as to what is this new phase now uh, in medicine that the doctors can run around saying, hey, you can't sue us. Uh, we can do whatever we want to. I think there's something inherently wrong with that picture. Yeah, I, I don't think you're alone in thinking that. I, I honestly, reading that just felt like I had to like reread through it just to see like, is that correct? Because that just that seems like morally not right. But um, anyway, Rich, if you could send that information across uh, again, the, the number uh, for Life Point Law is two five three eight three eight three four five four. Again, two five three eight three eight three four five four. So if you could call in on Monday and uh, you know talk to Rajiv or someone about that, that would be good because I mean this is news. Well, not only to you but to me as well. I mean, if I, and, not, sorry, what, there's one thing. There's one. One thing that you have to understand, I mean, there are waivers that are signed. So when, I, when I, I've been to the hospital a few times, right, to get my gallbladder out, to yeah. get kidney stones out and all that. So every time you go there, they do have you sign a waiver. That, uh, and that wa- waiver basically is a known, knowing wa- waiver that anything can go wrong on the, on the operating table and something goes wrong as long as the doctor has done their due diligence. They're following the, the procedures that they are, they are meant to follow that we are not going to bring a lawsuit for them, for, for you, for some bad outcome to happen despite their best efforts. But that waiver does not, in my opinion, uh, prohibit somebody suing the hospital if malpractice is committed, if the doctor doesn't follow procedure, if the, if the, the hospital was somehow uh, deficit in, in its care for you. That waiver by itself does not mean that you cannot bring suit against them. It just means that you've been put in notice that things can happen and you're, you're taking a risk and you're saying, yeah, I'm okay taking the risk. Yeah. So I think there's a line up there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, my great aunt kind of went through this in uh, Northern California a few years back, and seeing this, it was a very similar story. And obviously, we're short on time, so I won't go into it. But I just this kind of irks me in that in that way, if that makes sense. But uh, anyway, we are looking at just about two and a half minutes left of the show. So real quick, uh, you know, the seminar is coming up next Saturday in Federal Way, and then the Tuesday after, on uh, the seventh and the tenth, respectively, in Gig Harbor. Uh, Rajiv, you're going to be there. You're going to be talking about a lot of the stuff we're talking about today, but more in depth and with a focus. Off on life planning. Uh, I mean, again, I've asked you to do this before, but I have to ask again. Like, if there was one or two sentences just to one, one or two sentences just to convince an individual who's on the edge or on the fence about going, what would you say? Uh, you uh, probably are smart. You probably worked hard all your life. You probably have done a lot of planning, and rightfully you should be feeling pretty confident about the planning because that's the planning advice you were given when you talk to your neighbors, friends. You've done everything that pop culture tells you you need to do by way of planning. So you should be feeling good. But the, here's the downside to the whole thing. You have a 30% chance that with that planning, life will be exactly what you want it to be. You have a 70% chance you will grow old, fall ill, end up in a nursing home, become a burden to your loved ones, or lose money to uncovered medical expenses. Any endeavor that has a 70% chance of a bad outcome, you should be relooking. The problem is there's no other place you can go to investigate how your planning is going to fail you other than coming to one of the life planning seminars. Exactly. So be sure to attend May 7th, a week from now, at 1 p.m. at the Life Point Law Federal Way Campus. If you can't make that, well, guess what? Tuesday, May 10th, there's one happening at the Inn 
at Gig Harbor at 6.30 p.m. Both events are free, and you can sign up by going to LifePointLaw.com. Again, they're free, and you sign up by going to LifePointLaw.com. So with that being said, I think it's time to close out the show and play What Year Was It, Rajiv, as What Year Was It, when NASA was born, when the microchip was invented, when average gas was just 25 cents a gallon, and this was the most popular song of the year. Dream. All right, so is it 57, 58, or 59? First guest comes from our excellent board op. Thank you for filling in to the great Brady Robic. Your guess. I'm going to go with a solid 57. Solid 57, because you were totally around back then. Anyway, Rajiv, your guess. I'll go with Lee. I think it's 59. I think it's 59. All right, the answer. Drum roll, please. The answer is actually 1958. You're both wrong. My gosh, take a history <laughs> lesson. 1958 is the answer. Thanks so much for joining us on this edition of Aging Options. Check out the seminar next Saturday in Federal Way or the Tuesday after in Gig Harbor. Sign up by going to lifepointlaw.com. Thanks so much. And as Rishiv always says, Aging